But I always wondered what Chazal meant when they said, My whole life I was trying to understand what exactly. But Yehuda Glantz had a great song with those words. But he used the Yesi V'lachmine. Yesi V'lachmine is a statement from Chazal and the Gemara that say that. Let Mashiach come and I don't want to be around to see it. What could that? What could that mean? What could that? Like who? No matter how crazy it's going to get before Mashiach comes, who would ever say? Especially we're dealing with tzaddikim that they'd say, "Let it happen, Shlaim come," but I don't want to say it. I don't want to be around for it. It's such a such a wild statement. And this is obviously, obviously. This is the Nakuda that we're at right now, that none of us want to see this. None of us want to see this. When I said that we showed up and were present, I don't think for one second that someone here is not thinking about one of our holy tzaddikim soldiers. I don't think any of us have forgotten, I've stopped thinking about any of the chatufim and chatufim. I don't think anyone stopped thinking for a second with all the presence of being here. So, before Ne'ilah, this last Yom Kippur in Shul, I don't know Bemet, I don't really understand really why I shared a certain story that is only really Shaykh, I feel, to post some Chastor. I think about it, the reason why I share it is because it had to do with Eliyahu Navi, and we finish Ne'ilah with Eliyahu Navi and Harakarmel, Hashem Elokim, Hashem Elokim. But listen, and this is, this is something I heard, this is just Nogea to the kishkas of each person, what they're feeling here right now, that we have to hold on to this story. So even if you heard it once, this is a story I have to tell myself every day. I have to tell myself this story every day says in, in one of the secret tzaddikim about the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh that the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh used to speak about a certain tzaddik that the Hasidim weren't sure if the Baal Shem Tov was making it up or not making this person up or not because they never saw him, they never met him you know, Reb Shlomo had this also this thing, sometimes we caught him making up names of Rebbes in towns that didn't exist because he was, he was his own chidushim but he, didn't, he was so humble, he didn't, he didn't say but the, the Talmud and the Baal Shem Tov weren't sure, is this, is this person for real or not? I remember his name, Rabbi Levi. Rabbi Levi. And they wanted, they, every time he spoke about him, they wanted him to see, is this for real or not? So the Baal Shem Tov saw it really sparked their interest. And after a few, I don't know, months, or maybe a year that he was talking about him, he told his Hasidim one day, hey, you guys want to meet Rabbi Levi? And they're like, what? It's actually, it's for real? There's actually a figure like this? And Rashantov says, today, an hour before Mincha, we're going to go out to the, to the fields or to the forest, wherever it was, and you're going to meet Rabbi Levi. They get so excited. And they get such a slava, such passion, such enthusiasm. And they go out to the forest with the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh. And they're hiding behind some tree or something. And the Baal Shem Tov says, Okay, look, he's coming out now. And 
this youth, this farmer came, this sweating farmer, like we said, like he was wearing like some kind of Ukrainian overalls or something with, you know, dirty tzitzis over his shirt, over his overalls, sweating, this and that. And he's working the land, he's plowing the land. And the chassim was thinking, like, this is Rebbe Levi. And the Baal Shem Tov says to them, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, this is Rebbe Levi. <laughs> and they start thinking to themselves, oh, he must be like a loving of tzaddik that's up all night learning tikkun, you know, kisli arizal, tikkun ezar. And the Baal Shem Tov says to them, I know what you're thinking now. You probably think he's up all night learning kisli arizal, tikkun tikkun ezar. And the Baal Shem Tov says to them, <coughs> the time, it's actually, it's not the case. This is the Rebbe Levi that I'm speaking about. And they're very confused. And then, the holiest, imagine the holiest looking Yidlai, the holiest looking Yidlai comes and walks up to him, to Rebbe Levi, and he looks deep into his eyes, a Yid, long beard, looked like a prince. He looked deep into Rebbe Levi's eyes, and... Vashantu says, now look. And this yid looked at Rabbi Levi and then walked away. And the Vashantu told them that was Eliyahu Anavi. So now they're even more confused. Now listen, Chabad, what the Vashantu told them open your hearts as wide as you can. Hashem to have told them. They told Eliyahu Anavi in Shemaim that there'll be a Yid that has to work really hard and he has to farm the land and when he can grab a Shachris, grab a Mincha, grab a Mairev, when he can do maybe learn one or two halachas a week, whatever it is, he takes advantage of it. And Eliyahu Anavi couldn't believe that thousands of years after Har Sinai, when Hashem told us that He loves us and that we're in this forever, thousands of years after we got the Torah, there'd be a Yid that would still be holding on. Thousands of years after the great revelation, when it was all clear to the Jewish people that Hashem Echad Echad, He couldn't believe such a thing would exist so many years later. So as a gift to Eliyahu Hanavi, the Baal Shem Tov says, they sent him down to go and meet Rabbi Levi. Usually, usually it's all the way around. All the stories tell us you have to do all these fasts and, and tikkunim in order to have a gilui Eliyahu. This, the Baal Shem Tov flipped it over. So why, why, why is this strike such a chord? I know you're probably going to think I'm trying to make you feel good in this room. If that's what ends up happening, that's great. But that's not the point of why I'm saying this story. We are living in a tkufa. We're living in a mitzvah that no one in this room could have ever imagined. And if they would have imagined it, there's no way that anyone here would think that it would make me run and cry to Hashem even more, even more. And yet, lo and behold, ain't of me, Vada, Ephesus, Meloch, Olaretz, Kavada, 
אדון עולם השם הלך. והוא כאילי וחי לא יאמן. בידו אף פינרוכי. We're saying these words after we know of atrocities that our mind and heart can't comprehend and will never be able to comprehend until Mashiach comes. And yet, look, look at you. Look at us. Where are we going? Where are we going? Who's going anywhere? So I believe that it be a gift, it be one of the greatest gifts that Elianovi could ever receive if he came down and he met Amisrael today. If he walked into this room right now. And he'd, he'd meet you. If he drove into Efrat Safon or Efrat Darom and met some of our brothers standing there, Yom Belayla, If we saw some of the fathers in this room that have children that are 18, 19, 20, that are mashed, that are not just metaphorically speaking, they are protecting us for Shem Hashem's focus. This is maybe, maybe, maybe now, we understand, because even for the tzaddikim and the Gemara, this mitzvah that we're in would be too crazy for them. So they say, I can't, I, I can't be around this. It's too wild. It's too wild. Let him just come, I can't be around. And yet, we're here now. So he writes in that we mafnim it, we take in for a second, that Eliyahu is with us. He's with us and he's like, he's mevaser tovi, the, the besora is like literally on, the, on, the, on his lips, it's, it's, it's about to come out, it's about to come out. It's about to come out. And when those words come out, There won't be any suffix about anything else, anything in the world, anything we ever had. And I give us all a bracha to look into our children's eyes when we hear those words from Eliyahu In the schus of our children's eyes, that besora should just come out already. Ki ayin be'ayin yiru, lev ve'lev yiru, b'shuv Hashem shiras tziyan.